Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Welcome to another episode of Suicide Pages podcast with Dr. Lulu. How is everyone doing? Well, let me tell you, I'm doing great and I hope you're doing great because by the end of this interview, you are going to be amazed and inspired by a very young child, the next generation, a girl who is on a mission to do great things. She happens to also be my niece. Her name is Christine, and I'm just so delighted to share her story with you. I'm excited. I'm inspired. And you know what? I'm going to let her take over, but not without a little bit of an introduction. So she has an interesting story today to share of coming of age, rude awakening, betrayal, growth, ostracization, depression, and even a little bit of hopelessness. This little girl is young, she's smart, she's articulate, she's got great insights. She's just, you know, I'm so proud of her. Please don't forget to stay till the end. She has some great advice for other Gen Zers like her and for parents. You will be inspired. I promise you, you will be inspired. So here's the interview. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Hi, Christine. Hi. 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 So everyone, this is Dr. Lulu coming at y'all with Suicide Pages. And today we have a special guest in our midst. We have a young female who I say is on a path to nothing but success. This chica is going to have her name in the lights one day. You just believe me when I say that. She just also happens to be my niece. So of course, I'm a little bit biased. What are you going to do, you know? It is what it is. Her name is Christine. So Christine, thank you so much for joining us on Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu today. Yes. Hi, everybody. Hi. Okay. Hi, I'm so, Christine. Yes. So Christine, do you want to just take a moment to introduce yourself to the listeners? Um, yes. Yeah. So my name is Christine Ume. I'm 20 years old now. I'm about to go into my fifth year at Northeastern University in Boston. Um, studying chemical engineering with a minor in Chinese. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here and to talk and share a little story with you guys. You know, I hope I'm able to, you know, convey a message, I guess. And and, and you will, you will. Just, just, you're doing great already. I mean, that's awesome. So she is in her fifth year, she's a rising fifth year 
at Northeastern University. That is just amazing. And she's minoring in Chinese. I mean, who does that, right? Only a smart person. So maybe she's going to say some words in Chinese for us today. I'm excited. So of course, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you know that it's, it's about suicide. So it's like, well, what is a well-balanced female doing on a podcast about suicide? Well, why not, right? Who best to tell us how to cope with life than someone who is already doing things and coping well with life. And so that's why I picked her. I picked her on one of my Facebook lives several weeks ago. I announced, unbeknownst to her, that I was going to interview her for my podcast because she just appears, at least to the outside world and to those of us watching, to be just killing it, literally speaking, and just doing so well. So I thought, you know what? Why not? So Christine, you are it today. So she just introduced herself. So how have you been doing? For those of you who don't know, Christine came to the US of A at a tender age of 16 to start college. So Christine, how have you been doing? How is everything? So yes, college was a new experience for me, definitely, especially coming from Nigeria. It was like, oh wow, I'm going to school in America. I thought it was going to be like in the movies and I was so excited, <laughs> but that was obviously like literally not it at all. It was kind of weird for people when I would tell them my age. Every time it would come up, it was like, oh, like she's a minor or she's like, why? I don't want to, you know, deal with that right now. But um, I did end up making some friends um, early enough and things were going okay. Like freshman year was really cool. It was just kind of like an introduction. Um, I figured out what, what was going on. I was able to like, oh, this is how things work in America. But sophomore year, was a bit more challenging for me, hmm. especially because somebody that I considered a friend actually really, like, literally almost got me expelled from school. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, my parents don't know this story. <laughs> well, but, um, you know what? That, that's that, the like, I feel <laughs> the beauty of the podcast is essentially sharing stories, difficult stories, difficult times in an attempt to help someone imagine someone that you trusted. I don't know the story either. And I'm your aunt and I'm here in the US with you. But imagine that. So it's amazing that you're able to share your story to help someone. So let's stay focused on the fact that you're here to help someone. Your parents, I mean, of course, I mean, they know, they don't know. It is what it is, but you're going to help someone with your story. And that is what I'm about. That's what I want to do. So that's awesome. So thank you for agreeing to share the story. I don't know the story, y'all. Mm -hmm. Okay. But we're all about to hear it at the same time. So, all right, Miss Thing, let's hear it. Um, yeah. So basically I was friends with this girl. Long and short of it is that there was a misunderstanding between us. And instead of her coming to talk to me as somebody I considered a friend, she escalated this problem really quickly. So basically long the shore of it was she we were playing games or what in like in a dorm and she left her phone unattended so what i did was i pretended to read the messages from her phone long and short of it and instead of her coming to ask me oh like what did you see or did you do this so i would tell her that oh no i didn't do it like it was just all a prank she went over to the african-american institute which is where you know black people hang out on campus um this also also made me realize really quickly that there was a difference between being black and being african in america she went over to this office and she told them how i violated her privacy and how i had malicious intentions against her oh my god when she could all just she could have just come to talk to me and it would have been over so the guy at the institute tells me that that i shouldn't talk to her 
because she might want to take it up with the police. Oh my goodness. Um, so I'm here having tests and midterms and also focusing on the fact that I actually might get kicked out of school because this girl just escalated a problem that didn't have to be escalated. Yeah, so I very, very quickly, I would say I was actually kind of feeling depressed in that situation because I felt really hopeless in the sense that I thought I was actually, like, nobody had my back. Um, I did have some friends, but, like, I considered her a very close friend. So I, for the fact that she actually turned so many people against me and it was just really hard for me to even like walk around campus and feel like people weren't talking about me oh wow so at the end of the day this was in the fall semester so i i spent the whole fall semester trying to convince this girl and beg her to get them to drop the case so i can live in normal college life like i told her that like no matter what i did the, what she was trying to do to me did not justify anything like you're trying to end my life you're trying to like make me go, what am I going to tell my parents? Oh, I had a misunderstanding with this girl. Now I'm expelled. Like nobody's going to buy that. And so I eventually got her to drop the case in December and we went for Christmas break and everything was okay. I was, she was sending me snaps. I was sending her snaps. And then in January, when we came back for the spring semester, I get a knock on my door and it's three police officers they're saying they want to question me and I'm like what is this about oh and like oh yeah this girl who said she was your roommate filed a complaint with us this semester I'm like that's not true she told me she dropped the case they're like no she did not drop the case and this is like the police a police investigation basically so they ended up uh, questioning me bringing me in for questioning all the while I'm trying to juggle calc 2 which is literally the hardest calc ever I'm doing physics too I'm doing Chinese and it was just like so terrible. Like that was my worst semester. I got like two C minuses, oh. but it's all good. My GPA is still <laughs> above a 3.0. Yeah. So in the, at the end, I had to beg other people who are my friends to convince this girl that it was literally not worth it to ruin my life. And she was like, okay, she's going to drop the case. But if I ever see her on campus, I have to walk the other way. I'm like, that's fine. Like I felt really bad. Yeah. Because I'm like, for somebody to have done this to me, I, I must have really ticked her off in, like, I don't, like, to everybody I talk to, I'm like, am I crazy or is this girl crazy? Because I'm like, what I did did not warrant such, like, I did not have to go to a police investigation over a stupid game that happened in the dorm room, like, prank. Anyways, so that was really hard for me, especially coming from Nigeria, because everybody's super open to pranks, like especially going to boarding school for six years. People that I went, like they became my sisters. So I felt like I could do anything and then we could talk over it and it wouldn't be, you know, I mean, I, I ended up telling my mom about it a little bit, but this was like before the police came and knocked again oh, in wow. January. So I didn't bother even, I didn't want to bother my parents with that because it would have just been a whole thing. Mm. And my mom likes to worry a lot. So, um, as the semester went by, I kind of I kind of still had it like the burden on me. Like every time I would see like black Americans on campus, I would feel like scared that they would be like gossiping about me or talking about me. But it was okay. I found like an African group on campus who like understood what I was going through. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So in a sense, time does heal wounds, I would say. Me and the girl now were like cordial. It's not it's like I mean, she did try to get me expelled. But I don't know. I, I really want to go back to her and talk about it. Like, does she regret what she did? Because it got to a point where she didn't have control anymore. And um, I really 
I think I still have to have a conversation with her about it before graduation because I really want to know what happened and why she did what she did. Um, over time, I did just, you know, lay to rest and just try to move on because honestly, at the end of the day, you can't change people. And I did have a, uh, uh, the, the greatest thing for me was that I did have, I had friends that understood what I was going through. And that even made us closer. Like, so now, like, I've been friends with these people for over, like, three, like, three years. And if that never happened, I don't know if I would have gotten close to anybody else. Because it would have just, you know, like, having one friend is not, it's, like, not good. Especially because you never know. It's, like, you're a freshman. Everything is new to you. You're just, everybody's looking for friends that first orientation week. And sometimes the people you get stuck with kind of aren't really, you know, you evolve and you change and you realize that those aren't really the people that you want to hang out with ultimately. It was just like everybody's looking for a friend the first week of school, you know? Nobody wants to be that loser that's alone. And especially me, because I was like the youngest person in the whole school, literally. I can believe it. So, yeah, it was it was a hard time for me, I would say, but things have definitely gotten better since then. You know, I've been traveling. I've yeah, been, you know. I know, yes, a lot. Enjoying a lot. my Chinese yes uh yeah I, honestly i just think it was an experience that had to happen for me to just like understand that oh like things are actually changing you need yeah, to like, like be careful exactly exactly it's like you need to be careful with the things you do the people you trust and i think now i'm just like i've grown from that experience and i just try to watch myself as best as possible i'm doing a lot better now i always see the happy things in life mm. people always tell me that christine why are you so happy all the time? I'm like, dude, honestly, I don't know why you guys always like, why is everybody always so angry? You don't have to be angry. Just see the happy side of things and like, just know that whatever you're feeling, it honestly will pass. It will be like a distant memory and then you can't talk about it or you can't talk about it, but ultimately it will pass. So well, that's, that's my little story. Yes. This your story is full of nuggets. I was trying to take notes. I mean, it's amazing. Hopefully with my, my post-show debrief, I'll be able to mention a bunch of that. You, you touched on so many things. You touched on ostracization, which is a big issue with girls especially, and bullying, of course, in a sense. And of course, betrayal, the big B. Those, that combination, that triad there can send people into just spiral out of control and they become depressed and maybe even suicidal and then of course there was a big wake-up call that you got but then you came back and you talked about growth and positivity and I want to say that the two quotes that I get from you today is seeing the happy side of life all the time and of course ultimately this too shall pass so ladies and gentlemen I mean this is from the word when I said from the mouth of babes this is what they're talking about this is a, a young basically just completed her second decade of life, but she got some tough lessons. And it's amazing that she bounced back and she's here, she's here. So do you have any advice besides, well, I guess the seeing the happy side of life and ultimately this will pass. Do you have any, well, you know what we can do the, so how you cope is essentially you cope by, I guess, friends. Yes. And then telling your mom a little mm -hmm. bit and also yeah. trying to make peace with the chica. Mm -hmm. But you touched on something really, really major. You cannot change someone i love that that was really important and the fact that you wanted to lay to rest that is also important so lots of nuggets people lots of nuggets so do you have a favorite book that you read or that you read or that you like um well i don't really read books <laughs> but you did tell me <laughs> because that. i i I, <laughs> I think i just prefer the 
to watch the movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so Lizzie she has no favorite book, but she has a favorite book that was made into a movie. And then do you have any music you like? I know you listen to Nigerian music a lot. And I know that I you, I do listen that's to why you um, that was awesome. Yeah, I try to listen I really do like all types of music. Like when people ask me like what kind I I know I like all types of music like even country, gospel, like I like all kinds of music. Except maybe like all those hard metal rock that they're like shouting like okay except for that. But I do like all types of music. It's the reason why I didn't mean to interrupt but it's amazing that you said that because that's exactly me. So people you know when they say blood is thicker than water and you know jeans run deep. This chica is like First of all, she looks just like me. Second of all, she loves all kinds of music. And that's amazing because I love all kinds of music except heavy metal and the blood-sucking ones that they, <laughs> they and all that craziness. That I don't know. They're wailing and screaming and shouting like banshees. I would listen to my, <laughs> exactly. my podcast. Yeah, my, not my podcast. My, um, my playlist. Thank you. My playlist really? is full of this Nigerian music, this country music, there's blues, there's reggae, there's jazz, there's orchestra music there's oh spoken word there's oh my god kinds of music except you won't see any wailing and, and gnashing of teeth they're trying to kill gospel <laughs> every kind of music that's amazing that's good that's me that's me, that's me right there yeah. so that's amazing and then do you also have a favorite yeah I, and the reason oh, okay go ahead no no the reason i try to play nigerian music more and more these days because like people don't really listen to nigerian music anymore outside of nigeria so i try as much as possible to play nigerian music like wherever i go like if i'm in a nigerian household I, I try to play nigerian music because they might be like oh what song is that like i haven't heard that because people that are not in nigeria aren't really exposed to the new nigerian music that comes out and like they're they're not with the times so i try as much as possible to play some that they might be, oh what song is that oh who sang that like who is the reigning person now and stuff like that so that's why i try to play Nigerian music sometimes um, instead of like other music that they might hear like every day. That's amazing. I know for me, for sure, I've been listening to your music. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm crazy about it, but I definitely like Nigerian music and I've heard you listen to it just not non-stop since you came. So that's amazing. And yes, I did, I did hear a couple of songs that I like and we talked about that too. That was good. And then do you have a favorite quote or a favorite, I don't know, Bible verse or something like that or no? Uh, stay frosty. <laughs> I heard it in the movie. What I, I heard it in a movie and I, I guess it just means just keep doing what you're doing because this lady was okay actually they were about to take her to probably get exiled and she told the young girl that she was mentoring she was like stay frosty and I don't know it just stuck with me I just like it, it sounds cool hey you know what I think it's, if it sounds cool to you it sounds cool to me and it sounds cool to the listeners so y'all heard it from my mouth stay frosty y'all you know what maybe I might even adopt that I don't know let me find out the meaning then I'll see if I would adopt it. <laughs> so do you have any advice for the young Gen Zers like you that are coming up? Any Anything you want to say to them? Um, Everything on the internet is not real. Like the pictures that you look at people is not real. They use Facetune and they use Photoshop. So just do, keep doing what you're doing and don't care about what other people are saying about you. That is amazing. Everything on the internet is not real. You know, I want you, I want you to say it loud for the people at the back. 
everything you see on the internet is not real because we are all victims and we're all guilty of what they call imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. She has perfect skin. She has a perfect nose. She's always happy. She's always, everything is so perfect with her. Who told you that? You know, I, that's why I try my best to cry sometimes on Facebook. I try to show the negative side of me on Facebook, the downside of me in a way. I try to share the, the real me on Facebook because indeed you're right. Many of the stuff you see there are not real. I don't even know what they call face. What's it? Face what? Face tune. Face tune. I've never heard about that before. So I'm writing that down. Okay. So for the people at the back, <laughs> you just heard it from a Gen Zer. You know, there's something called face tune. You guys probably know it. I don't. But there's something that they do maybe to make their faces look, I don't know, smoother maybe. I don't know. But that's amazing. So any advice for the parents? The parents. I think parents should stop being in denial of their kids. Because a lot of parents are in denial. Oh, my child will never do that. Oh, my child can never think of this. Oh, I know my child so perfectly well. That's not true. I'm not saying this from like personal reasons or like it's just from what I've observed, especially with some friends I have. I'm talking about for like Nigerians now. When you send your child to boarding school for six years and they come back, that child is not the child you sent in at nine years old and came back at like 16, 17. That, you don't know your child. So I feel like you should take it time and stop treating them like they're still nine like don't be like you can't leave this house or you can't do that or you dress like a prostitute or you know stuff like that they're grown and they don't like to hear that and they're just going to keep hiding things from you but when you're open like I love how my parents are really open with me like we talk about stuff they let me do things because they know I'm not a child but other parents aren't so aren't like that like I have a friend whose dad literally shaved her head for her to go to university because he was like, I don't want you to be distracted. I'm like, you can't do that to someone who's an adult. You know what I mean? So parents should try to listen to their kids. Listen to your kids. Listen, listen, listen. I don't know how I can. I, I hate parents that don't listen to their children, your child. And then if they do something, it's like, oh, I wish I listened. Oh, I didn't see any signs. The signs were right, right in there. front of you. They I were telling it. you. They were telling you, telling you, and you were not listening. That is it. You were just not listening. My advice to parents is just listen to your kids. She has touched on something that I say all the time because my, my main avatar are parents, you know, is, are parents of children, especially those of preteens and teens. And on my talk last week at the Nigerian Doctors Conference, I said that. I said, know that you do not know your child. Just assume and believe and come from that angle. But always, always leave the door open and make sure you engage them in conversation. And you only have three seconds to turn your child away from you. Indeed, four out of five teenagers who or children period who attempt suicide left warning signs four out of five and that's exactly what you you heard it from her mouth that's exactly what i talk about all the time she brought us back to suicide which is what i was trying to like just maybe not make that the topic today but look she brought us back indeed four out of five children who attempt suicide feel invisible feel unheard feel misunderstood feel not understood at all. She said it. She said it all. I can't even say anymore. You know what? Thank you so much, Christine. You have been an amazing guest. I hope you get to come back. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So you all heard her. She's a young, up-and-coming. Look out for Miss Christine. You heard her. Her last name is Yep. Amazing. I'm going to be famous. She is going to be famous. I'm going to be famous. So... 
Yes, absolutely. Proclaim it. The other day I was driving down the street and I saw a billboard and I told my son, I said, you know what? Mom's picture is going to be on that billboard with lights on it someday. You just got to claim it. So y'all, you heard it. You heard it from a, the horse's mouth, from a young up and coming child. We need to listen to our children. We need to listen to our children. That's what she said. Listen, listen, and listen some more. Thank you so much, Christine. It was amazing having you on the show. And if you don't have anything else to say, yeah. all right, that's amazing. We'll see y'all later. And so you've heard it from the mouth of babes, they say. Sorry about that little last bit of a clip there. I got so excited, I accidentally cut myself off. But hey, you know what? I hope you learned something. I hope you listened to the voice of this child, this young woman who is destined for greatness. And there are many more like her. I just got to find them and interview them and, and, and spotlight their stories for you all so we can all learn together. Indeed, she's crying out to parents to listen to their children because majority of the time, as you heard me say, four out of five children who attempt suicide left signs or are leaving signs. So however you want to look at it, listen to your kids, listen to your kids, freaking listen to your kids. I mean, that's what she said. So on that note, I'm going to leave y'all with one thing that I usually say at the end of my Facebook lives. Parenting is extremely, extremely difficult. It is the hardest thing possibly that you ever did, but it is also the best thing that you ever did. So go out there and make me proud. Until next time, bye.